Chop it. And you're still pressed. And I'd like to also point out, Nicki Minaj, you are 10 years older than Cardi B. You are 10 years, a good decade. <laughs> Welcome back to Don't Alert The Stands. We're here again. First episode went well. My name is Eads. I'm here today with... Nick. And Shopper. Brilliant. And how did you guys feel with the first episode? How do you think that went? I was super thankful for everyone's support. Um, really positive feedback. All of that. So for everyone listening, for everyone retweeting, for everyone commenting, for everyone DMing, all of that shit. Thank you so much. Always wanted to do this. So it's just thankful that um i'm just thankful that everyone liked it yep same here i want to echo those statements i'm super grateful for everyone that took the time out to actually listen to us and share with their friends and share with their with their followers and social media followings and yeah it was really just really surprising and humbling to hear that because i've always thought yeah I'm, i know music i'm an enthusiast i have a lot to share and people kind of agree with that so that was nice yeah, I was quite surprised by the response we got. To be honest, um, I don't know. I know it was a good it was a good podcast, but at the same time, I was quite surprised by the amount of people that were DMing and kind of retweeting and like just letting people know about it. I was really surprised about that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, anyway, on to the show. Uh, thank you guys for sharing this podcast. Thank you for letting people know and everything. We really, really appreciate it. But yeah, we've listened to some of your feedback. Obviously, there was a bit of an audio problem last time. So when you listen to this, we should have that fixed. And a few other things that we're working on. So just bear with us as we kind of find our groove and, you know, just work on the podcast, really. But let's start with the very first topic. So yeah, once again, we're all just going to go through and discuss what we've been listening to this past week. So I'm going to start. And um, it's not really too much too different from what I've been listening to last week. Because I'm trying to get back into the mode of making sure I give every album or EP the time it deserves, rather than just doing it the once over. So it's pretty much been the same as last week. But other than that, I've um, been listening to I mean EK's language album, his first album. I'm sure a lot of you know him. He's written for like Little Mix and Gorgon City and Madonna and Beyonce, like written for some incredible people. So he dropped his first album finally. And um, yeah, I really like it. I really do like it. I really like it. I really like the 90s influence. Like you can tell that he's really influenced by the era of your Aaliyah and Timberlands, your Brandy and Dark Childs and old school garage and like late 90s, early pop sound when yeah. pop was becoming urban and that was becoming commercial. And um, yeah, the um, standout for me is a song called Honeymoon Phase. It kind of reminds me of something Miguel would do on his very first album. And I really like where he took with the theatrical elements of the song and the way the production is quite dark and brooding. And um, elsewhere, another standout for me is a song called Girlfriend, which um, kind of um, is very similar in theme to Aaliyah's If You Girl Only Knew, but obviously from an LGBT perspective, which was quite um, groundbreaking for 2018, especially from a black black male artist. And um, yeah, the production on that is really, really, really solid. 
But um, yeah, no, really check check out the album, guys. Like, he really deserves it. It's unfortunate that the album isn't selling that well. And um, unfortunately, he's actually stated hit how he's unhappy about it. But let's go out and support it. British, black British artist. Great album. Other than that, I've just been checking out a few singles, really. So Dawn Rashad, you may know her from Danny Kane, Dirty Money. She's been making incredible solo music for the last eight or so years now 100% incredible projects very um, consistent consistent with her output she had dropped a song called Jealousy which has a nice reggae feel mm-hmm. real vibey real smooth yeah. and it has an equally compelling video which pays tribute to the Washito Indian New Orleans culture that her family is from yeah. so yeah really striking video also and then just a few more things um I like Mariah Carey's new single, Get the Fuck Out, or GTFO, Sierra's Dose was a really nice song. And then lastly, I've just randomly been listening to, so so once again, this is my throwback of the week, um, Eric Benet, he has a song called Love the Hurt Away on his album A Day in the Life. And um, it's just a really, really delicate, beautiful soul song. And um, I just love the way his voice flows and floats over the production and everything so yeah that's my lessons for the week nick cool so um i have been listening to a lot of music uh this week first of all wale free lunch ep dropped on uk streaming platforms friday night so obviously they delay stuff with american releases with some artists which is really annoying but it was released friday everywhere and it was a really good project for me because I've been wanting to see Wale um, stand out and come back to his roots again in terms of how he raps. He overcomplicates his rap sometimes. He's very poetic in how he raps and is very old school with it. But I feel like he definitely came back into his own this time and killed it with this project. I still have to sit with it a bit, but from the first, second and third listen that I had over the weekend, I definitely loved it. Obviously, my boy, it, J. Cole is on it, on the song called My Boy, but like I love J. Cole, Big Stan. Um, and yeah, I just really mess with J. Cole's feature games currently. Like He's on Black's album, he's on this, he's got these mixtape coming soon, he's on tour represented Mac Miller last week. Like, I just think J. Cole's doing big things for the culture. Um, and it's weird. I always found it weird that this year he released a drug-related album and so many drug-related things happen in the industry. So I think this year will be telling in uh, rap and hip-hop history about the pill culture and the lean culture and all of that and how it's come to a head with certain artists this year. So yeah, that's Wale. Then I've been listening to a guy which is inspired by Bryson Taylor called Ryan Trey. His project August is quite dope as well. Quite similar to Bryson in sound, but I feel like he's more introspective in terms of how he goes about things. So I've been messing with that. Really good project. And if you like Bryson Taylor, you'll love this project. And if you're waiting for Bryson material, just jump on Ryan Trey. August is the project name. No Name released Room 25. Love her so much. And I tweeted about this. Um, the Chicago rap scene is super therapeutic. Like the Mick Jenkins, the Sabers, the No Names, they all are just amazing artists, amazing artists. And they contribute to the culture so much, especially in a culture where things move so fast. They take time. They take uh, a lot of time just processing their projects and coming through with them. They don't always release every couple months like some artists have transitioned to in the music game. So I just really appreciate them looking introspectively. It kind of reminded me of Solange's A Seat at the Table with some of the themes um and i loved there was a feature on there with smino and saba 
F with it so heavy. They're like Chicago's forces right now in that culture. And I loved Sub's individual project. I love Smino's project. And, you know, No Name came and killed it this this week with her project. And obviously we got Black. I'll let Eden talk about that. But I F with it heavily as well so far. Would you mind just spelling Shmino and um, of course. Sabah? So Saba is how it's spe- how it sounds. S A B A. Shmino is S M I N O, and then no name is obviously no name or one word. Yeah, Brilliant. listen yeah, to it. Before you go on, yeah, Saba dropped a really dope project earlier this year. He did. He did. Really dope project. Really dope project. Yep. That's what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me, it's been a bit of a weird week. So. Chope, Nick and I, we were talking about this, about how overwhelming music has been lately because of the constant releases and the way that we constantly have to listen to different sounds and kind of adjust to them all the time. Um, So I took a bit of a break, to be honest. I started just listening to the same things as last week. But then towards the end of the week, there were a few drops which I thought were quite interesting. So I'll just start with... I'll start with Black. I'm going to call him Six Lack because that's his name. Um, <laughs> to like, some, allegedly. I don't understand because the allegedly. Six doesn't, you, you don't pronounce it Black, so I'm just going to call him Six Lack. Oh. But anyway, so this album to me, I was really surprised because I don't really check for this guy. I didn't know what he was about. This is just me personally. Oh, Shopee Nick, just Nick's looked so around. Oh no, I was looking at something else technical, but yeah. Go on. Oh, um... So yeah, I didn't really check for this guy. Um, I researched him, listened to the interview with Joe Budden and kind of just took him in to really understand what he's about. He seems like a really interesting person, battle rapper. Um, he came in and he was signed to Flowrider for a bit and then he had a few issues where Flowrider wasn't paying him. For four years. For four years. So he was broke, essentially, um, sleeping in studios and stuff like that. And um, Fuck Flowrider for real. Anyway, go on. <laughs> But um, is that just for his music or just in general? Just fuck him as a character as well. Anyway, go on. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, So yeah, he was sleeping on couches. Um, He was just taking a break from the scene to see what made people fail and stuff like that. And I think this type of album is really, really needed. So it feels like he's actually studied the scene and come and released a project. So my favorite songs on it at the moment are Let Her Go, um, Switch, and um, Disconnect. There's quite a few on there. There's a J. Cole feature um, on a song called Pretty Little Fears. Um, But overall, the project is 10 out of 10. Just to talk about those three songs individually. So Mistakes for me, not Mistakes, sorry. The song's called Sorry. So Sorry to me, it's... There's, there's loads of quotes in that. There's loads of quotables. And I feel like that's kind of how I would caption the entire album. It's just like loads of really deep captions um, over really, really like trippy type beats, like trippy R&B type beats. I wouldn't know where to put Six Lack <laughs> in music right now in terms of his sound. I'm still trying to figure him out. I feel like, personally, sorry to interject your no, section, no, feel I feel like he fits in that Bryson Taylor, uh, Tory Lanez thing, but he does Agreed. his own unique spin on that. Mm. So like the trap, rap, no, trap, 
sorry, trap R&B thing. Yeah. Trap soul. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of. Um, Ooh, soul, really? Not soul, Ooh. but Bryson Taylor named it soul. It's and his he was whatever sound it was. was whatever, 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 whatever. But yeah, that. Um, fundamentally, I think he fits in that pocket of Bryson Taylor, Tory Lanez, whatever we want to call it. But that makes a trap an R&B. Cool, we'll call it that. Um, but I feel, even through the features that he got on this album, Future, we'll forget J. Cole, but Future and um, Offset, Offset, it's mixing the two together. And obviously the way he mixes his tech uh his voice in the studio and all that kind of stuff is his unique usp and that's what i think people make the distinction between when they differentiate bryson tory slack six slack whatever black and all these other artists in that terrain but so you would say they're all contemporaries what contemporary r&b no i mean you would say the three of them are each other's contemporaries oh in the yeah i would say they're in the same lane they operate the same kind of the same lane i'd say bryson definitely tory tries to mix stuff up but i would say if i was to put him in a pocket it would be that pocket out of Mm. all the other pockets you could possibly put him in he kind of affiliates with that pocket Mm. more so than the others that he tries to diversify with Mm. because i know he's trying to mess with latin now and all that kind of stuff but an r&b um, R&B what I'm talking about um, Caribbean infused mm. music as well but early to- Tory definitely yeah like definitely. his foundations are definitely but yeah Eden I'm cutting your section sorry no nah, it's fine it's fine but um, just to say what you were saying just a minute ago my brother was actually saying that this project is what Bryson it's a fact. I, I feel like Bryson should have released something to this standard as his second project yeah because obviously was it True to Self that's his second yeah, one yeah right? he dropped mm. the ball with that yeah True to Self wasn't good it's a just, shame just in general but um, while you say that I feel like he's so gone go I do definitely believe he dropped the ball and it was quite a disappointing sophomore project but there were some standouts on that album there were some good songs on that album mm-hmm. I just want to stand out and also something tells me we should have that should have been a much bigger song for him that was a great song we can give him that at least which song what? something tells me oh something uh, tells me okay the first single that was a great song I do feel like Bryson is one of the artists in the industry that actually takes criticism quite well because yeah, yeah. I've seen his tweets and I've seen how he interacts I think he's quite insecure like personally and I feel like he's gone through depression he's going through mental health and stuff but the way he really reacts with fans he, he tweeted that he went through mental health it, the way he tweets um, and interacts with fans is so great to an Iggy Azalea now you want to <laughs> you know come at people when they critique you and shit like that like humble yourself humble yourself know that <laughs> I was waiting for it I listen I don't we, we're not talking about Anyway, I love artists that can just be hum- humble, humble you know, listen to the album again, listen to fan opinion, you know, maybe I did, you know, maybe I was in place, context, provide, he did a whole thread, you know, and I hope, I definitely root for him because I did love his SoundCloud era and I loved his first album. So mm-hmm. I root for him. I'm not trying to make him not be an artist because some people are definitely looking for the demise of artists when they drop one bad album. Like, why can't we just critique in a cool way? Like, mm-hmm. anyway, go on. Just I keep cutting it, your section up. No, yeah. no, I think I think it's partly because the first album was so good mm. and people were so disappointed yeah. that they were like, it could have been so much better. Yeah. But to be honest, looking at Bryson Tiller's history, because I was speaking to my brother about this, he's like a he's a music head as well, like the three of us. Future guest. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> <laughs> basically he used to tell me that Bryson Tiller used to sing in a slightly higher octave. So he used to sing like Chris Brown before. Yeah, he actually yeah. used to sing. On yeah. SoundCloud, it was... De- he, yeah, before he found this little... Mm. This lane on this SoundCloud, there's definitely... Thing, yeah. So he's definitely going through he some can sing. kind of... Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he can sing. He's going go through back. some kind of transition at yeah. the moment. And I feel like the next album, hopefully that will show a more mature artist. I didn't like the collab with um, her on her 
Really? Yeah, oh, really? I, I thought his song. part was actually my favorite part. I of the wanted song. it to be longer. I think it should be more of a deal. Yeah, I liked his part. His part was my favorite part of the song. I, I, I just song. wasn't excited about it. And I feel like I don't understand what Laney's trying to be in because mm-hmm. Trap Soul was more energetic, and the song with her kind of a completely different lane. If you get what I mean. Yeah, but there were some songs on that first album within that vein. Pardon? There were some songs. In like he played album around with like the word play and stuff. Like he, like I feel like. Well, Mm. I guess I have to listen he's to the second been, album not, again well, to be are you, fair are you trying to say he's always been like some turn up turn up party kind of guy not turn up turn up but there's always been like in the music that he's released at least um, the majority of it there's always been I've always kind of made like a Drake reference to Bryson Tiller I oh yeah there's that. been a Drake thing because he was in talks with OVO yeah there was no, like always a Drake affiliation and he's from the six and the songs are quite relationshipy introspective like there's a sonic no, but I, I see early Drake in Bryson Tiller in the term, in the way that he kind of formed mixtape Drake, mixtape Drake. Okay, but obviously that that depends on the song that he releases. Yeah, it but depends from, on the songs. Yeah. From Trap Soul, I feel like there was a lot of. Um, I feel like there was a lot of vulnerability in that album, and it kind of oh, reminded me of. Um, oh, what was it called? So far gone. In in the way that he kind of approached the industry, I'm just shopping. Trying to think. For, I'm, no, I'm shopping. literally just trying to think of no, the project. No, I'm looking at shopping's no, face. It's not that. Go I'm just trying to think of the the, the projects. I could I could see I, I could see where you're going theme wise. Yeah. I could see I could see it theme wise. I might have to listen to both projects again to make an informed decision because I think we love to make quick Comparison. rebuttals and stuff without actually going to do the research. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll come back to you on that next week. I'll cool. actually come back to you on that next week. Can I just shout out Octavian real quick? I, I did like that project too. Go. You had to say uh, Okay I didn't like Octavian That's fine that, That's good discussion That's no, cool but discussion like, Generally I just Didn't like and it And Chopin Didn't like it either I, I didn't think. say that I said oh, Based on like first listen Based on like, first listen It was just Quite mediocre to me It was just kind of Run of the mill To mm. me mm. I need to give it a few more listens Before I can give a final judgement A final critique But I was expecting Personally It gave me a sound Of Octavian how a project from Octavian in that pocket would sound. But, yeah. Do you know what I appreciate? You can play a song no, if you want to. <laughs> Give samples, you know, to the fans. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate the fact that he's different. So yeah. Hands was a really good song for him. I feel like that really made me understand the trap of music he wants to make. Mm. Um, Party Here, he had a completely different flow I to what you usually song. hear. I love that song. I love that song. It's nuts. Wow. But the album for me... I felt like well mixtape. Okay, mixtape. Yeah, project. Not, I, Sorry, I, I just call I every call project an album. Pardon? I don't think it's intended to be an album, but yeah, go on. Yeah, no, every project that I hear from my eyes, I just naturally call an album. But you know, whatever it is, whatever now. it is. Yeah, I'll just say project. That's um, nice. I, this is just random, but I hate on the Joe Budden podcast when they call every song a record. I don't know why I hate. That's it. just an American thing. Yeah, yeah that's just, a, that's, that's definitely an American, American thing. But I just hate Charlemagne it. does it too. Why? They're just and even artists themselves, they say, "I love this record." This record, Nicki record. All right, record. That's what they do. Yeah. But okay, so we finished that section. Just don't want to keep rambling on and on about that. So the next section is going to be... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to shout out the King Gets. I know my listeners have listened to this. Gets his album. All the nominations next year. Anyway, we'll all listen to this this week because I know everyone hasn't listened to it in the room. But Gets, we're coming. We're coming to support. Anyway, go on. Next, next thing. So Nick, you are doing Dissect the News next. 
first of all, we're going to shout out a black king out here, okay? John Legend, right? John Legend has done it all. He's made a very small list of people in the industry. And he has reached Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony status, all right? We have to clap. I'm sorry, we I have to clap that, for to this guy. I probably didn't even know that. We have to clap. Because he has been doing his work. And I feel like in the new generation, quite slept on doing his music work. But luckily, the industry have supported him continuously. And he's had his little singles here and there that have resonated with our generation or slightly younger. But I just feel like he's always been putting in work. I've always seen him in the industry growing up. I've always seen him on the award shows, either speaking for an artist, winning something or just out here generally. Um... And yeah, like I just really, I appreciate what he's done. You know, he he won the Emmy, which completed the list for producing Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert. And what is that? It's a Broadway. Musical. It's a Broadway musical. But okay, like, what's it about? Oh, I don't I mean, know. I know what it's about. You know, <laughs> like, I don't I know all I know is he won an award. It's been a production that's been running, and for I'm like good. All I know is he won the awards. And he joins a list that Whoopi Goldberg and Andrew Lloyd Webber are on. So it's a very small list. I think there's about... So he's the youngest to he's be the youngest on the list too. The so, first black male. First oh. black male. And then Whoopi, I think, is the black female on the list. Okay. Or black woman, let's That's say. Fair. But um, John Legend, like, honestly, you know, like, in the industry, to be honest, because I have a view on awards. Like, I have a controversial view where it doesn't necessarily equate because people get slept on all the time on award shows and we know certain winners like Kendrick Lamar was meant to win one year and some other person won the other that year but um generally like they don't valid validate a good project across the whole but I just think to get onto such a niche list in the industry as a black male is amazing like honestly like John Legend I just always considered him as a classic artist like just there he should be amongst certain people as well and personally I just yeah I think it's a huge congratulations to a person that actually pushes the culture forward he should be amongst what yeah I was gonna ask pardon he should be amongst what I just think he will be one of the artists from our generation that will be that kind of legacy artist like in terms of having that kind of you just look upward to him, aspire to do what he's done. Even before he got that, I just thought he has records that you just mm-hmm. get lifted. Is a yeah, album. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Once you just again, you look up album. to him, want to have a body of work like that. Do you know what I mean? You look up to want to just be an artist like that with the consistency across. And now that he's done it across all four, you know, areas of the awards, I just think it's it's amazing to see. It's, that's that's what it is. I just think. Yeah, fundamentally, he's he's a good artist and he's clearly proven that he's multifaceted, to be honest. And I think more artists should aspire for that quality over time. That's my that's my piece. Anyway, you guys, what's your thoughts on that? John Legend. Cool. Send us a tweet on That's Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Just anything to do with music. If you want us to listen to an album, if you think our opinion is incorrect, just send us a quick note on Twitter or any social media. 100%. Right? IG story whatever like do your thing but that's John Legend claps again but um we'll go to our friend you know someone she went missing last week so we're back for the rebuttal 
Is this Queen Radio? This is Queen Radio, and I really didn't want to talk about this, but it dominated news this week. So, Nikki, you have airtime again with other people like us. So, Nikki responded to Cardi and the shoe incident on Queen Radio, as we all knew she would. She was the number one trend from the time it aired until the time it closed. And she talked about the Harvard Bazaar Icons event in more depth, uh, said... Some things that I think are respectability politics. I am inserting my little politics in here. I think she, she stated that she was embarrassed, uh, that she was involved in such, even though she didn't touch hands, she was standing behind security. Anyway, she was involved in such an altercation, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, she... The that you provoked, but go yeah, on. Yeah, let me, let me finish. Let me, lads. And then you can cut, because I know you got... I know you got ammo. I know you got ammo. Not today. You, you, what, you, just, you just proved that we got ammo. Anyway. What to say? You just, anyway. Um, she said it's an embarrassment because of the people that were in the industry, let alone the fact that you went on VMAs to go Miley was Goods, you know, before. So I don't know why Guam with your opinion there. Anyway, she went nuclear on Cardi, specifying that she refers to black women as monkeys and roaches. Listen to Stupid Ho, you know, because we got rebuttal for that too. But on my opinion, anyway. And also, also to add on that point, we, all knew, we all knew that that's not new. You didn't. Un- unearth some new facts or some news. Cardi said sorry a year ago, a whole ass year ago. She said sorry a whole ass year ago, a whole ass year. Anyway, so. cool. So Nikki, you know, coming in to do agenda is cool. Anyway, um, also Being said, right, also said that Cardi um has said someone's kid should die. Now this was news to me, a little bit of news to me that she said someone's kid should die on IG a while back. Okay. My opinion on this is, yeah, contradiction, obviously, because the whole fight allegedly, got to say allegedly with these things, was because of a liked tweet by Nikki about Cardi's parenting skills. So fair enough, you know, if Cardi's mad about someone critiquing her parenting skills and then she's saying someone's kid should die, it's a bit bit sticky, bit sticky, actually a lot sticky. Um, so but Nikki I don't and, know. But Nikki and Stormy, what was that? But she didn't say someone's kid should die. No, Cardi said someone's kid should die. You're coming for a child because your album flopped. True, true, true. But yeah, um, Cardi sympathy and payola paychecks. She's saying that's why her career's here. She said, Cardi is she black? And she said specifically, you came into my culture, which is also interesting. Okay, interesting. Because Cardi has Caribbean roots, Caribbean contributed to hip hop. Okay. Anyway, and anyway, we're anyway, going to talk anyway, about the roots anyway, of hip hop. It started in anyway. New York, which both of you are from. Okay. And both of you have Caribbean roots. So I don't understand what this my culture is about. But mm-hmm. this just all goes back to the point that Nikki is just pressed and upset that someone has come in and is being real competition to her finally. So all this calling in people to talk about screenshots and Instagram, you don't care about these things. You're not concerned about these things. You're just doing it because you just want to have the agenda. Oh, look what Cardi did. Look what Cardi did. This magician should be supporting her. We've all known she's problematic. We still know she's problematic. People still drag her for the things she said and things she continues to say. So it doesn't, it's not going to negate her success going forward because we all know it. You didn't bring anything new to the table. You, on the other hand, are problematic also. And we're still not going to buy your album. Your album still sucks. The end. And Cardi's here. She's going to do well. It's not going to stop you from doing well or doing any worse. Sorry. 
Okay, yeah, because I, I was going to ask, did you guys think it was female empowerment, social justice movement? She was doing or, fake Wait, hold, hooks. can I finish the question? Or a ploy or genuine? Okay, like, doing, she was doing um, fake bell hooks, fake Patricia Hill Collins. Oh, I'm a feminist. Oh, I'm for women. No, you're not. You're for yourself. It's very self-serving. It's very... Yeah, it's all about you. You don't care because that's why, as Nick, as Cardi has said, as Remy has said, as Kim Michelle has said, you have tried behind the scenes to stop people um, getting played on the radio, um, getting awards, um, working with some producers and artists. So please, once again, keep your mouth shut because you are not at all for the liberation of females or for trying to increase the space women have in rap you don't care you want to be the only one and Lokum said that eight years ago in the breakfast club and everyone gave her shit for it and look now look what's come to the light Eden does anyone else feel like Nicki Minaj do we do we feel a bit weird about the way her label and stuff like that are allowing her to do this because I feel like a lot of the things that she's doing at the moment so kind of like blacklisting a lot of um black women in hip-hop and stuff like that would have been done behind the scenes originally. So you know how um, Cardi came out and said that Nicki was blocking some features and saying, I wouldn't feature with you. Sorry, Nicki was saying to some artists, I wouldn't feature with you if you featured with Cardi and stuff like that. I'm a bit... But is this all... Do we have the receipt? Let him finish his point. But... Oh God, no, actually finish it. No, I was just going to say, do we... Because the thing is, like, I definitely, personally on mood feel like Nikki has done some of this stuff mood right but we actually haven't seen anything that's the only thing and I'm not even trying to defend her the only thing I will say is the little Kim thing because little Kim actually walked us through there were discussions between little Kim and thing there were articles but I'm just like I don't know like with Nikki I'm just kind of like Half of the stuff she said is speculation. Half the stuff what Cardi said. I'm just like, how do we trace some I of this stuff? I can't say Cardi's allegation is speculation because she's not the first to say it. She's not the first to say it. Okay. Maybe people have come and said similar things about Nicki Minaj. Okay. That's, Car- all, that's all I want to answer. Just Nikki's, for some listeners, you know, Nikki's, that maybe... Nicki's, yeah, um, can be speculation, but Cardi's not. And I'm not saying, you know, 100% they're true, but given how Nikki behaves in public and given how she acts towards other females whenever they come up, no matter who they are. Okay. And like I said, I said before, Remy Ma has said it, mm. Kim Michelle has said it, other people have said, even industry insiders have said, who work in these different labels have said, mm. oh yeah, Nikki has a reputation. And one thing that's quite telling is on her album, Foxy Brown, like she hates Little Kim, like that's not a female feature, like that's not a rap, female rapper feature, like that's, that's, that's that is, that's, that's, that's not, let's, it is in obviously paper, you read it, but it's not really, you know, you said Miss Banks was going to be on the album, where is she? You know, you're big enough, Malibu Mitch. Where is she? Where's the feet? Like, I, I don't know. I just thought, yeah, anyway, Eden, continue the point. I just went off on tangent. So basically what I was saying was I've, I'm a bit confused about why this is all public. And the label, yeah, you were saying. I feel like the label would have stepped, because I feel like it's destroying her career. It's hurting her. And I don't understand why the label is allowing her to do this. Because they're yes men. I feel like she secured so many bags for them in the past for eight years. And she's kind of like in a Drake position where no, like, no, no, no. In terms of like where she perceives herself. So she thinks she's above the law, you know, in terms of music, fuck what anyone else has to say. Like in terms of that's her perception. 
So I feel like they might actually whisper sweet nothings into her ear and she just kind of says, fuck, fuck it. Like, I'm Nicki Minaj. Like, I am the barb, the queen. Like, shut the fuck up. Or they realise that her time is coming to an end or... So they're letting her do it. They're letting her do it. Like, she's had a nice run. There's not really much we can do for her because there's this common misconception that Cardi rising was the demise of Nikki. Before Cardi even came to the picture, Nikki was already on a downward spiral. In a place of confusion, bruv. Like, her career was... Like, like let's not forget was, like, that essential. Queen was supposed to come out last year. She dropped three singles that no one cared about after the Remy Market debacle. No frauds. What were the other two? Don't They're both shit anyway. <laughs> one um, featured Little Wayne there, and then the other oh, high one. School. Was high school? No, no, no. Oh, high school was years ago. <laughs> this is how this is how we know. <laughs> it was shit. The shit point. The point this is how we know. The point is <laughs> those know. singles came and went. She disappeared for a good nine months, and mm. I actually have some industry tea. So when I was interning at one of my PR companies, she was supposed to go on tour last year, mm. but, but they cancelled the tour when all the singles flopped because the album was due to come out last August. So that's gonna, some industry. I was going to ask you, Shopee. From a PR perspective, how do how do like um, record labels approach PR companies for disaster situations like this? Well, this is something I'm not too familiar with. That's that would be crisis communication. Okay. I'm kind of generally my remit is you know PR for releases and albums and tours. I've never had to deal in my career so far with a crisis okay. or a personality issue. So I actually do, I really don't know how that goes. I really don't know how that goes. Okay, that's fair enough. But in terms of saving the situation, I mean, this is a question that's open to everyone in here, but how, how do we think Nikki can save us? I've already said how she can save it. Like, I think I said, maybe this was not recorded, but I said that she can save it by, this was actually before the fight. Now that the fight's happened and she's done Queen Radio, maybe something different. But what she could do is remix one of the songs um, on her album as a single, feature the females, you know, the some women in the game, one or two that are up and coming or one that's solidified, all that kind of stuff. She needs to just bury the hatchet with Lil' Kim, which she won't do, she'll never do it. But if in the ideal world we need to just dead that, she needs to go on a big show, maybe not Ellen, but maybe a black big show and just 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 be unapologetic just be like you know i have had my insecurities these nine months have been crazy i broke up with meek do all that shit be empathetic be real because i feel like we ain't seen the real nikki she's an actress she went to one of the best schools in new york for this so we haven't seen we've seen characters and that's been her career it's sold well for eight years that's been her character i feel like she should because she had a very vulnerable moment on um what is her name angie martinez when she cried about meek mill and that was very touching like I was like, oh, Nikki got Nikki could cry, like really cry, like not fake cry, not this industry safari fake shit cry. Like she can really cry. I've you show your vulnerabilities. Well, she cried on the beach show. Whatever, wherever she try cry, that was fake too. Whatever, like that's that's the part of agenda. Like I'm the bad guy that fi- that fit into the she single. She showed me genuine love. Yeah, like no, that's what I'm saying. So the Back real time, here, the real time, I thought she was crying when she caught off guard with me. She always has the techniques and the media training to to flex questions and battle back and be the bitch, the barb bitch, and all this kind of stuff. Just be vulnerable for a minute. You're at a place of career where you're transitioning to a more mature artist in terms of your years in the game, not your music, your years in the game. No, you need to. Sense. Agenda. Anyway, we need to we need to see a Nikki that's like just serious now. Like it's over, you know, I've done my thing in the game. Like how little Kim, you know, little Kim was petty in 2012 a little bit, like subs at Nikki and stuff like that. But she was hurt. And then she came back and now she, 
Kim has genuinely always been about women. Yes, she had her Foxy Brown beef. Yes, she had the Nikki beef. And Eve. But she's, and the Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the Eve shit too. But she's all, <laughs> she actually has been all about women and sexuality and stuff like that and sex and all that kind of stuff. But she's been authentic. It hasn't been an act. She hasn't had to be a character. She's just been Kim. I'm Kimmy. Like, do you know what I mean? Hardcore, there was a bit of a persona. I'll give you that. But generally, when she became these last few years, just kind of a legacy act in terms of just like out of the game like she knows she knows even though she keeps trying she knows that it's it's done she's just become a lot more vulnerable and I like to see that side of her you know always talking about Biggie fair enough like whatever but I, you know Nikki just needs to show her heart more that's it and then when you show your heart you know your fans obviously still love you the barbs but I think more people will be like oh this is why Nikki's mad you know Meek Mill you know she's insecure about her age like maybe it's age maybe it's this maybe it's that but maybe she's just you know just admit your your insecurities you've had 10 years killing it it's calm like it's calm to be insecure just do an open a big open interview and that's that that's uh, my thing okay and um, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to keep it a buck. The only female rapper that's actually generally been about women consistently has been Missy Elliott. Everyone else, to some degree, at some point in their career, has been on their petty shit, has been on their competitive shit. Missy has been the... But Kim been more about women than Nicki. She was the only one that's generally been about women empowerment the entirety of her career and still does now. Missy shouts out, supports everybody everyone as for what nikki can do to repair her image because her public image definitely is in the tatters i disagree i don't think she should do a remix with a female rapper at this point because at this point it will just seem disingenuous it will just seem like a stunt it will just seem like oh the cardi thing happened so yeah it's gonna be a good look i think people will see right through it i do think i agree that she would definitely be done in the future for sure i don't think right now because i don't think people will believe it i don't think people will We'll look, we'll see. Oh, yeah, look at Nikki. Yeah, look at the camaraderie. Oh, look at her being friendly. Nah, you're just doing damage control. You're still a bitch. <laughs> you're still a hater. <laughs> and you're still pressed. And I'd like to also point out, Nikki Minaj, you are 10 years older than Cardi B. You are 10 years, a good decade <laughs> older than this woman. And look at you behaving. And look at you getting rattled by this woman. So you can talk about, oh, I'm so mortified about what happened at Fashion Week, but... The onus is on you. You provoked her. You've been sneak dissing. You've been coming to her for ages. And Cardi's been minding her business. And she's been on, oh, it's the fans, it's the fans, it's the fans. And to some degree, that is true. They do um, conjure up these fake feuds and these fake, um, this fake animosity between <clears throat> artists. But you also have added fuel to that fire numerous times. So let's not deny it. I, the only thing I can do for her, save her right now is... Um, it's just a complete overhaul, really. So next album, you need to really make focus on making a cohesive, good album. Let's just start with the music. Because that still is an issue with you. You still don't really have... I'm not saying you should have a classic now, because, you know, classics are subjective and they, they should be heralded as such 15, 20 years from now. But you still don't really have, like, a project where everyone can be like, oh, yeah, that was a really great album. That was a really good album. Like, you have decent albums. You have tracks that I can go to. But you need to make a good album first so let's start on that front and then we can start you know redefining your persona so i just think let this album ever go do what it needs to do and then let's regroup and reconvene with album number five and you mm. really need to seriously sit down with your team be honest with yourself yeah. look at everything you've done look at your press clippings and see because she's not 
Nikki's she not, knows what she's doing. Nikki's not a lot of things, but I'd like to think she's not stupid, even though she's behaving like a, a five-year-old right now. But you need to just really look at everything and be completely honest and blunt with yourself. Mm. And Because like I said before, you were on a downward spiral even before Cardi came in the picture. Awesome. And your respect within the hip-hop industry was looking a bit shoddy and a bit questionable when you didn't respond to Remy. Also, I'd say Cardi got to grow up too. Got to get a team in place. Mm-hmm. Got yep. to get the team yep. all the way together because, yep. yeah, yep. it's fair enough. Two yep. years ago, you were on Love and Hip Hop throwing bottles. I get it, you know, time to grow and all that. But Cardi, come on, it's time. Atlantic Records, get it together. Anger management. Yeah, hundred you percent. You're too aggressive. Yeah. You're too impulsive. Yeah, I understand your whole persona is that I'm the ghetto girl from the Bronx. I'll fight everybody. That's awkward. But keep it, keep it on wax. Keep it on the records. Keep it on the songs. You can't be mm. doing that now because now you're going to affect your bag. You're going to affect It's not even what she did to Nikki. IG every day. Like, yeah. stop. It's fine. And like, like, again, it's you're fine. getting angry at all these Instagram thoughts because of sleeping with your man. That's your man's problem, not them. <laughs> Talk to your man because evidently your relationship with, with him is doing a lot of damage to you mentally and emotionally and you're behaving in outlandish and immature ways. But that's in him issue. That's not mm. them. Yeah. So, but yeah, you need anger management. You need to calm down. You need to stop being so... Yep so fast to go to fists and so fast to, to be mm-hmm. cussing up on Instagram. Like, whether you are this person, you, you're you different now. You're a superstar now. You have mm-hmm. two number one singles. You have a platinum album. Like, you're not Cardi from Love and Hip Hop anymore. What I will say is that, like, literally, the respect to media politics thing, like, I expected this from her. But what I'll say is going forward, like, you, like people act in shock that she did this now. Let's not do that. Oh, because surprised? we know that not you, people in the industry, such as Kelly Rowland, etc. let's not act like we're shocked. We knew Cardi. You love the lyrics. You don't love Have you not heard her album? Action. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Beating up bitches on every song. Anyway, Eden, what do you think damage control wise before we move on? So Eden, your thoughts on what Nicki Minaj can do to repair her career? For me, I'm a bit surprised. I'm a bit surprised because it seems like everyone that's kind of doing big in Young Money has kind of organized themselves for like a fail safe. They have like a fail safe plan. So Drake, for example, has OVO. So no matter what happens, we always have that. He has he has Party Next Door on it, who writes for big artists. Um, Division. Um, who else on um, OVO? Uh, what are they called? The other duo. Magic Jordan. Yeah, that's it. Magic Jordan. And Lil Wayne obviously has Young Money. Tiger's just coming back. I feel like Nicki Minaj... Well, his, his failsafe was Kylie Jenner, if we're being honest. But I feel like with Nicki... I feel like a way that she can come back is if she tried to create her own label. I feel like, this is just me personally, I feel like if she had a label which was purely female talent and she was kind of on brand with what she's trying to, or at least tried to say for years and it just hasn't translated or she just hasn't been doing it with all this female empowerment and stuff like that, put your money where your mouth is, start something that gives back to female rappers, like maybe just have a feature song with someone like Miss Banks or find an artist that's out there that's trying to do it big and just put them on a song. I feel like she thinks she's so above everyone to a point where she'll make all this music and make all these statements and stuff like that, but she just doesn't back what she's talking. And that's even worse because she used to talk about how she was this whole New York bitch and stuff like that. And then when she gets in a fight, she's hiding behind security. So she's not really about what she's talking in anything. And I feel like her brand is really confused. Um, I said that last week. Yeah, no, and I agree. Like Queen, for example, came out of nowhere. I feel like that the branding for Queen was terrible. Queen Radio, for example, I thought was a terrible idea. I feel like she tried to mature herself away from the whole Barbie branding that she had to begin with, which she stole from Lil' Kim, obviously. But 
I just feel like she's been organized ter- terribly and I don't know why the labels aren't doing anything to kind of protect their investment or even if they are yes men, they can obviously see that she's going downhill. Mm. Like mm-hmm. there's enough of artist history to see that this is the point where artists start to fall. Like she's not releasing good music. The press don't like her. The people don't like her. The singles aren't doing well. Exactly. So what does she have? Like she's on, the only thing that Nicki Minaj has and she doesn't really have it anymore is Drake. If, if you really want to talk about it, that's all she really... That connection to Drake is one of the only things that's keeping Nicki Minaj relevant. And Queen Radio and the tantrum she throws. But in terms of the music, I was even surprised that Drake put her on Scorpion. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a song, to be fair. It was a sample. Basically. It was a sample of her being on stage and he just remixed it. But like, I was even surprised he put her on there. So, I mean, I feel like Nicki Minaj is going downhill. This Queen Radio thing isn't surprising to me. I don't listen to that rubbish. Um, I don't understand what her stands are exactly standing about because she doesn't stand for anything. She's not a musician that I would listen to or I don't see people listening to her. I was, I was in a room the other day with my friend and we were talking about if Nicki Minaj is a feature artist or if she's a, if she's a singles or artist or an album artist, sorry. And just looking at some of her hits, I'm just thinking to myself, I feel like Nicki Minaj is perfect on features. She's always amazing on features, but I just feel like as an artist, she's very lackluster. I feel like there's nothing mm. about Nicki Minaj. And I've been holding it back because everyone's been like, our oh, queen of rap and stuff like that. But I feel like the world is finally waking up. And it's funny, she's the queen of rap, but her biggest single of her career is an electro dance pop song where she's singing. Hello, Starships. <laughs> okay. But you're queen of rap, right? <laughs> it's true. At least Cardi has Bodak Yellow. Mm, could be Paola. No, but, no, but my, Paola. my point is, though, Cardi's biggest hit is a rap song. Nikki is the queen of rap, but your biggest hits are pop songs. Starships. Um, super bass. Your rap songs don't do well. You have, based on your charting history, your saving graces have been your features and Starships and Superbass and Anaconda. You have 10 top 10 singles. Three of them only belong to you. You have these illustrious 80 chart entries on billboards surpassing Aretha Franklin, supposedly. But I'm only sure, I think only 19 of them belong to you. The others are just features, which didn't even do well anyway. So I think it's safe to say that I feel like Nicki Minaj is more of a feature artist. I just feel like she doesn't know who she is. But I think and the potential was there for her to be a, a strong lead artist because each album, barring the second one, because I don't know what that was. I disowned her during that second album. Hmm. I don't know what that is. But looking at Pink Friday, um, The Pink Print, select songs on Queen, select songs on Queen. I do feel like she has it in her to give us a great, solid, top-to-bottom, great album. Do you know when I started respecting Nicki Minaj, and then we'll move on to the next topic, but do you know when I started to respect her? I liked um, The Pink Print because I felt like that was the first time I saw a non-manufactured Nicki Minaj. And I didn't like all the songs on it. I liked... Um, oh, Four I Door, Ventador. Yeah, songs like that. I liked... Few, there were a few songs on there that I liked. But I just feel like everything that's been released by Nicki Minaj has been a strategy every single thing has been a strategy to the point where we don't really know the artist. And I think just to round this all off to kind of improve and to improve her PR and stuff like that, she needs to be what she talks about. She needs to stop chatting shit 
She needs to work on her lyrics and she needs to actually be about what she says she's about. Do more for female rappers. Do more for New York. If you're Trinidadian, be Trinidadian. I don't understand why she has a Jamaican accent. I don't understand why she represents Jamaica. Is it Jamaican? Don't know what that is, but... What? I don't know if that was Jamaican, what, what she's trying to oh, do. Yeah. But, but you know people are <laughs> ignorant. I don't know what that people was. People are ignorant. Because oh, she'll get accent. slap up if she touch my island with that accent. <laughs> but you know, people, anyway. were, people were ignorant. Oh, island accent, it's all the same. You know, people grouped the Caribbean together. They don't know the different islands. Like, unfortunately, people... But I'm just wondering what's wrong with Trinidad. Like, why can't you just be Trinidadian? She went to Trinidad for that pop album, but I mean, I know what she was doing there. <laughs> Some okay. pop song. Anyway. Um, yeah, enough for Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Hey, so, Nick, what's next? <laughs> yeah, I was literally just going to go there. Um, so our friend Tinashe is now on... Um, <laughs> I actually don't find this oh. funny, but um, she's on Dancing with the Stars. How the mediocre have fallen? Um, I think that Tinashe is in a position where she's got nothing to lose. Um, the label blocked her recent project that she was going to release um, called Nashe. Um, they don't push her projects. They don't really care about her as an artist from public perception. That's what it looks like. I'm not signed to the label. I don't know what goes on. But from a public perspective, it looks like, nah, they don't care about her. Um, her projects on SoundCloud and her EPs and stuff have been better than her material that she's released to date. I don't actually find her album that bad, the Joyride album that is. Um, it just feels like it wasn't the finished product, which she actually has admitted on multiple interviews, if you read between the lines. Um, her Guardian interview, to be specific. Yeah, didn't she um, say that this was the fifth incarnation? 100%. Of yeah. what the album was supposed yeah. to be. And that Rihanna tried to take singles, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, um, oh. I do feel like Tanache is... There's nothing to lose. There's no brand. There's no position. No. There's no. nothing. So people ridiculing her on Twitter, like, I actually feel like she's just a genuine artist. She produces, all that kind of shit. I just feel like she has been misguided, had several tensions with the label. Go on Dancing with the Stars. Get your public perception back, you know, in a way, or reclaim some kind of public perception. Normani did it last year. That was seen as a bit of a weird different. move. I, I, It doesn't matter. It's still kind of built public perception of Normani because she can actually dance, which Tanache can, to a better standard that Normani can actually and I feel like we'll see we'll see how this plays out we'll see how this plays out but I feel like RCA isn't for her anyway so when that deal lock off whatever project it is however many projects she got to do she needs to leave and try an independent thing for a while or sign to another label that actually cares but I don't I don't see any options right now um and just rebuild her brand and I feel like right now she has literally nothing to lose do your thing. Do your dance with the stars. See what happens. If it's good, it's bad. It's not going to change where you, you are now. Anyway, Eden. To be fair, I'm just looking at the competitors and the people that competed in um, Dancing <laughs> with the Stars because I just wanted to see the kind of people that go on to it. Is it like Big Brother, for example, where it's like celebrities, like quotes? But to be honest, Nicole Scherzinger was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but where's she now? But where's Tanache now? But this is my point. So I know, Eden, you're about to speak, but I have to say this. I have to get this on my chest. Okay, go on. You made the point about Nomani. Nomani and Tanache are in very different positions right now. Nomani is breaking out of a group. So anything she does by herself right now is just laying foundations for the public to see her as a solo 
entity. It's not about her falling off like Tanache has. Normani is literally starting to forge her own path. The public is starting to recognize her as something mm-hmm. separate from the group. So mm-hmm. this is a good look for her. Mm-hmm. So it's not Fifth Harmony, it's Normani. Whereas mm-hmm. Tanache, you have um and I'm I'm gonna preface this by the way, I'm a huge fan of her music, Tanache. I love Tanache. Cool. I am very upset with the way her career trajectory has gone because I think she deserves so much more. So 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 much more. Love her. But um yeah no um obviously Tanache um you hadn't you've had a few albums that didn't do well. You've had a run of singles which didn't do anything for you. you released mixtapes in between all of those, which were great. But generally, unfortunately, the interest just just isn't there. And then your label aren't supporting you. You've spoken you've spoken publicly about Nick Jonas getting opportunities over you and other um, people on your label who are being presented with such certain opportunities so when you're saying about get her public perception back but my question is what is her public perception that's what i mean there's nothing to lose <laughs> so literally you can do it like do you know what i mean you do like there's nothing to lose there's no brand there's no positioning there's nothing the public don't even know who the girl is so maybe going on this will introduce some fans some people not mm. fans mm. some people demographics i don't know mm. probably older but people to who she is Mm. and then she can go and do whatever she needs to do and try and you know get some listens or whatever i just feel like there's nothing to lose i'm not laughing at this i'm not do you know what i mean because there's nothing to lose it's not like she literally had built up a perception oh she's coming back to that and then she's going on this show she didn't gain anything while this album came out nashe got stalled the singles didn't do there was nothing literally no buzz nothing she got ty dollar sign on a song still can't chart future like, literally nothing. future so i'm saying literally she got nothing, nothing to lose she not got nothing to lose literally in my opinion it's just nothing but i get your perspective it's different Nwani and tamash i'll agree after you unpack that i agree but literally it's just there's no opinion. It's not positive. It's not negative. There's just nothing mm. to lose for me. Where else could she go? What else could she do right now instead of release another project, but she just released one? You know, it's maybe a bit time. To she's just... definitely at a standstill. She's a good dancer. She'll get, we'll definitely see some clips of her on there doing something. But I, d- I don't know. I literally don't know what to do with she's her today. Definitely I really standstill. don't know. It's definitely an interesting period right now because. Where does she go from here? Honestly, like I'm just confused. <laughs> like, so it's that, true. This is what I'm saying. So but maybe before, get your bag. Before Eden, before Eden goes, Nicole Scherzinger has had success over here, but that's mainly been in the, in Europe. Europe. She's a Europe centric artist, a solo artist. Oh, she ain't done nothing. She ain't done nothing in the states. So to them, she's a has been. So past the Pussycat Dolls, she's a has been. But Europe, that's why most of her bag, her success, has been here and in Europe. Yeah. So the US, they're looking at her as the girl from the Pussycat Dolls. Mm. Okay, Eden. Anyway, Eden, unfiltered, do your thing. I'm not going to interrupt. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, no, I was just looking at the kind of... I'll just keep looking to see who's on it. Kim Kardashian was on it, which I had What no year? Idea. What year? I have no idea. Like, literally just saw it just a minute ago. She was on... Did she, do, did she really do it? Yeah, she wow. was season... Didn't know she could do it. She was season seven. 2007? No, no, season seven. I don't know what uh, year that is. Oh. But she came 11th. Of course. Um, okay, so what was my... <laughs> just trying to put my... Oh, on. I was going to make Kim. a comparison because... Kim. Do you know... I understand what you're saying now, Nick. Maybe I was looking at it from a completely different perspective because I feel like Dancing with the Stars is for all like the Z-list celebrities and stuff like that. You just tune in and watch it when you're eating your microwave meal Ouch. with your family and stuff like Ouch. that. I'm crying. But, Ouch. but like, um, I understand what you're saying now. 
I mean, if we compare it to Jessie J and the fact she went to China to oh enter... Oh, my God. I love the... I actually like this comparison. Oh yeah, I like God. it, you did. That she, was embarrassing. Well, it was embarrassing, but at the same time, like, it worked in her favour, though. Did it? Well, how did it not? Her album didn't do well. It, it wasn't an what, album. What, this it was stupid three-part three EP thing? It's well, not stupid because I've had good replays, the, but I'm The just point saying. is... Well, yeah, by the way, Queen... That's it's called. Sorry, Rose. Rose. <laughs> Queen. Sorry. Queen. Queen. <laughs> so yeah. By the way, yeah. Rose. The forty pieces you put out were were excellent, but that didn't do well for her because it's not a commercial project. But it didn't do anything. I don't think she wanted it to. So how did it work in her favor then? I feel like that album and the way that she was on the Chinese um, singing competition was kind of a rebrand for her. So it's for her to start fresh. Because I don't feel like she knows where she wants to be. Do you feel like Jessie J has a direction? I think she's always... I don't care for her because I don't think she cares for herself. So that's my thing. But yeah, anyway, go on. I think she's always known what she wanted to be, but her label were pushing her to be a pop star. They wanted her to be with the Rita Auras and the Pixie Lots and the Jess Glynns. But as someone who was a fan of her from YouTube days, someone who's watched many of her interviews... Yeah. Like, it's clear. So this album she put out this year... Me as a fan, this was all I always wanted from her. And mm. I knew she always had it in her. And she always hinted that every, oh, Jasmine Sullivan, Kim Burrell and Brandy. Like, yeah. she always talks about those singers, always. But she had given us Domino. Yeah. And that dead song, Burning Up, Bang Bang and all that shit. Yeah. Where Ariana stand out more than yeah. you. But okay. Jessie J has definitely always known, but she's just always compromised for the demands of her label because her first album did do very well for her. Mm. It did very do you know well what is with Jessie J? Like personally, outside all the music complications, I just don't feel like she has that style. I just don't see it. Like that she could sing that style appeal. I just don't see but it. But she did have it for a while. Though. I don't see it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I could, I've always been like, you're a great singer. Yeah, you know, fantastic singer. fantastic singer, YouTube. Even the way I saw Justin Bieber on YouTube, the same way me see you on YouTube. I don't see it for you. I just don't. You've got a great voice. Some people you can just songwrite. It's fine. It's actually fine. Like, she's got a great voice, but not all great voices are meant to be heard. Oof, that's true. I'm I so dis- sorry. This is very I true. I'm I so sorry. Shout out Eric Bellinger. I think both of you disagree with me, hmm. but I feel like I've seen discourse before. People just don't see it in her. Maybe it's the management. Maybe when she gets the right branding, we can see star potential. But we just I haven't. No, seen but you guys it. are acting. No, but you, I swear both of you are acting like she hasn't had success before. No, she has. But I just don't see. You can have success. You can be in the. You can have all the right tools, and I can see you on the right show, and just not see it for you. The same thing for Leona Lewis. Great singer. Your personality in a standout in the interview. I don't see nothing. I don't see it. Mariah Carey her. is different to Leona. Because she got the voice, well, she had the voice and the personality. And better music. And better music. Let's, but with Leona, you sit that. down with Oprah and it's quiet. Jessie J, you've got, he actually has charisma. Jessie J actually has that. She went to Brit School, whatever. But I just don't see it. I don't know what it is, but I just don't really see the star potential. And I know a lot of people will probably disagree, but I've seen that discourse before. But the difference between her, though, and Tanashi is, so back to circling Yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Jessie J is now in a point where, unlike Tanashi, she does have enough of a... She's had enough, you know, stats-wise to, to literally just... Who is this Jessie J? Has yeah. had enough stats. She, she has it. enough. Okay. She's had enough hits. She's had enough albums where she can literally do what she wants. She has a fan base that will go, will buy her, her concert tickets, will support her album. So she may not, like, sell millions ever again, but... Mm. she's at a point where she kind of 
she can live off the rest of her old stuff now and go on tour and be happy and make the music she generally wants to make. Mm. Whereas Tanasha has never had that. Yeah. She's still in the infancy. That's what I'm saying. So my point was, yeah, actually, forget my point. You guys know my point. Eden, finish your point because you said the talent show thing, nothing to lose. You and Chopin were going at it. Anyway, finish the point. No, I was just saying like, I'm looking at it from a completely different perspective now. Yeah. So obviously for me, I didn't understand the move whatsoever. I just feel like Tinashe has to do something completely different. Um, but obviously looking at it from Jessie J's perspective and the way that she's done what she needed to do and stuff like that, mm. it might work in her favour. If she does show personality, if she shows, let's just say the white face that they want <laughs> the audience to see. That's basically all it is. They mm. want the white listen. Maybe a cheeky tear because she's got that that colour to have tears, you know, you can do that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. But yeah, I mean... On-screen romance of her dance partner, who knows? Exactly. Like, cheeky sex, sexuality, you know, there, you know, you know stuff. You know, like an Olivia Pope fake relationship, who knows? Mm. But yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Right, that's Tanache. Give your views as well, guys, please, via the hashtag at or anything else so we're going to move to the uk now i feel like we need to come back here crypto code right i'm seeing some some argument on twitter i didn't even see the original tweet but i'm seeing some kind of madness over was it crypto conan guys someone help me out it was crepes crepes girl okay she likes skin <laughs> cool so we're seeing people come at him or one tweet specifically critiquing oh so Chopin has kindly got the tweet so most of these I'm not going to read out the ad because we're not doing that on this show but most of these black UK rappers like Crepton Stormzy hate dark-skinned black women just like how they hate themselves their self-hatred and hatred of dark-skinned black women has stemmed from the way society has conditioned them to believe that dark skin is unattractive. So, my take on this and colorism mm. in the UK community. Mm-mm-mm. So, we're not going to come at this scenario about the girl because I don't know his dating history. I can't critique him, all right? On this instance. But in some instances in society I'm taking it out of music for a minute black women mm. are the least clicked on apps they are the least desirable statistically mm-hmm. not in my personal opinion but statistically mm-hmm. when it comes to pretty much everything yep yeah let's, let's just call that out there yeah if my audience some of you ain't black you can google this and you'll find yep. it right so Let's get that out, that, that out of the way, my bad. So let's take it back to music now. There was a situation with Chipmunk's video, okay? Earlier this summer, August, yeah? Forgot the name of the song, but he released the track. It's his latest video. Not the song that just came out this weekend, but another track before that. He released a video. The teaser came out, yeah? We're seeing one black woman. We're seeing all white chicks, all racially ambiguous, yeah? So there's a whole thing calling him out, la da da The next day, the video drops now, and we're seeing black women dancing. So my thing is, it's misplaced. It is misplaced in some instances sometimes we need to wait and see how the whole situation unpacks it's the same way azalea banks went i'm 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 skirting over azalea banks went on wild and out and there was that whole thing i had to wait till the whole episode and we watched the episode 
then I critique her. Yeah, I'm not doing that over the preview. I was like, I'm going to wait till I see this. Same way we need to, in some some instances, just wait for the whole story to come through. Now, there is colorism in the industry. There is, trust me, in the R&B scene to be particular, in the hip-hop scene to be particular, who gets represented in some videos, not chipmunks, but who gets represented in some videos, there is a colorism issue, okay? And Eurocentric standards issue. But I feel like the Krepton Conan issue was very pathetic. We need to analyze the history here of the dating history. Now, what was interesting is I did see a dialogue with black women saying Krepton Conan have been anti-black in the past. I couldn't find the tweets for that or the songs or whatever. But there are quite a few songs in the grime and Afro swing arena that reference light-skinned girls mm. or other mm. girls, you mm. know, that aren't black by mm. black artists. Yep. You know? So, got me a ting, da, 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 whatever. All these lyrics, you know what I'm talking about. Half of you know the songs. They reference lighter-skinned girls or girls from different exotic girls that aren't, you know, black or whatever. So, you know, in this case, you know, wrong, misplaced anger, very stupid, in my opinion. But as a cultural thing, colorism is prevalent and we need to stop pretending like we don't understand colorism because black people, we understand racism. When it comes colorism, we turn scared like get it together Shope Eden whoever wants to take it off what do you think about this scenario well I just want to add the song that um, Nick was talking about was which Chip. song Chipmunks yeah the Chipmunk yeah. one so it's called My Girl so it features Red Rat yes it is yes yeah, um, My Girl okay so I'm going to be a bit controversial here so love it this is Don't Let The Stands let me be honest here love it the way that Chip released this video was very interesting so, I have a theory, and I could be wrong. This might get me in trouble. I don't care. But in the video, I personally can't see any black women. The parts where I see black women are cutouts, are videos from different sections of the video. So there's like different... As uh, their dances, as right? As their dances, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, So this is, just, this is just me making a theory. I could be wrong. Maybe what happened was, saw backlash, cited snippets of the dancing mm. into the video because that's that's what I saw when I saw it mm. to begin with. And I I'm get not... you, but it was released like a day later. Like that would have to be some quick. I mean, it can be happen in the music industry because it got nothing to do. But literally, like to get the crew back, I I don't know. I, I get you. I, I, I yeah, could have been deleted. Scenes. Yeah, could have been, um, yeah. He could have already filmed it and just yeah, put no, it in. Definitely. But what I'm not saying is I'm not saying that Chipmunk is oh Chip. Yeah, I'm not saying oh, that yeah, Chip, Chip is is anti-black or anything like that. I personally haven't seen him say anything that's anti-black. If you guys have anything, just obviously send it to Dat's Pod and we'll take a look at it. But I haven't seen him say anything anti-black. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he comment on ZZ Mills. There's something about that. But, uh, yeah. but in general, like, obviously we do know that the industry is very anti-dark skin in particular. Let's not just say black because you can encompass all the different tones. Mm-hmm. But No lies told. I, I just feel like, I feel like the way it could have been approached could be slightly different. If we needed to approach the Krepton Conan situation, sorry, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we need to approach that situation whatsoever. So when it comes to who's dating who, 
I don't feel like that should be a main topic. I don't feel like it's something we should talk about, especially when it comes to music. We should focus on the things that we're actually absorbing. So if they're saying something in their song, like say, for example, Crapton Conan, because they use punchlines, they said something that was derogatory towards black women. Okay, that's a conversation we need to have. Yeah. But if a man is just dating a girl and she's fire, like legit, this girl is fire as fuck. I'm not even going to lie. If she's fire, it's fine. Mm. So what do you think? <laughs> so what do you think if all he dated was light-skinned women? Do you think that that's still is still irrelevant? This is me talking. I think whoever he dates is none of my business. Cool. I think whoever anyone dates is none of our business. It's only our business, our business if they're... <laughs> Sorry, she has to think about Vine. Anyway, go on. I just think that whoever you date should be your preference. Obviously, there's going to be stigmas attached to that. There's going to be reasons that you date a particular shade. There's going to be a reason why you date a mainly a particular type of person. That, that That's not a lie. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's the responsibility of the listeners to be like, he only dates light-skinned women or et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I do think that it is the responsibility of black artists who comment on injustice, by the way, because I have seen a few tweets from Crapton Conan, et cetera, et cetera, to at least talk about black issues, colorism, and acknowledge it. So they should acknowledge it in their music, mm. in their personal lives. I don't care. Just general, I just don't care. Yeah, I was going to make the same point, actually. Um, obviously, if you are dating predominantly light-skinned people, that's none of my business. I don't really care. But in this climate, people in this climate, people definitely will look at you sideways and look at you funny, even though you just, you know, you like what you like. You date who you date. But if you are an artist that does comment on racial injustice and, you know, discrimination and white supremacy... Um, you, do, you should at least be representing darker-skinned people in your videos or working with darker-skinned people, stuff like that. That's what I want to say. So basically just echoing Eden's point. We can move on. What's the next topic? So this isn't really news, but I just wanted to share it with everyone, share my joy and my elation at the greatness that I saw earlier this week. He's smiling while saying so this. I'm just still in awe. I'm just still amazed. So basically... Um, I saw Janelle Monet perform at the Roundhouse on Wednesday and no hyperbole, it was one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to. And Shopee goes to a lot of concerts. I go to a lot of concerts, I go to a lot of festivals, so I'm definitely not lying or reaching when I say this. And for the last four years, I've said D'Angelo at the Hammers of Apollo was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was spiritual, it was magical, changed my life forever. But what I saw from Janelle it might be second best or a tie. So it was just, I'm just going to be very brief. I didn't write a whole mini review on my Instagram. You can check it out there. But um, I just want to say that she is just the definition of a showwoman. It was a tightly sequenced show. Everything was so thought out. Everything in an era where people are focusing on image and gimmicks. She just gave you a pure, unadulterated show singing her answer for two hours dancing for two hours having synergy with her dancers having incredible musicians um and even and another thing i wanted to mention people look at Janelle as such a conceptual artist you know who's very you know very visual and very i guess metaphorical and very i guess esoteric but when you strip all of that away she, the bare bones are there 
she has legitimate talent and she can give you a show with just a mic and a show. So I just want to say shout out to her. And she brought, so Dirty Computer, in my opinion, is one of the best albums of the year. And she brought that to life. And the stand in me, so I am a stand for her, you know, don't let the stands. Of all the songs she decided to do an encore with, she, she could have chosen Tightrope or Make Me Feel, one of her more obvious songs. She chose a song from her first album, The Ark Android, which is called Come Alive, The War of Roses. And I fucking lost my mind because I didn't know what I was, was going to get. Like, we'd already had the bait songs. Then she came back to a raucous applause. Like, the applause she got the end was astounding it was so so loud and well deserved but she came back and did a deep cut for the real ones who had been there from 20 from 2007 and it just was mind-blowing and i just left the show like what had i just seen it was literally a spectacle so shout out to her please go stream her album buy her album all her albums and if you get to see her in your city or your country i highly implore you to go check her out Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal show. Cool. Round of applause for Phenomenal. Cool. And then we're going to take it to the last topic. So hopefully you're still with us, guys. So we wanted to just have a quick conversation about something that we that has been spoken about for quite a while. And it revolves around Georgia Smith. So obviously we love music if you're listening to this i assume you love music as well and there's been this whole topic around is or if georgia smith is overrated so obviously there was a bit of an issue with colorism on twitter a lot of people saying that the only reason that she is where she is is because she's very attractive light skin um obviously men love her etc etc and that Drake connection as well. But is her music good? There was a video that surfaced of her singing on, I can't remember what platform it was, but she was singing, Nick's probably going to get it or something. Um, but she was singing on a platform, and in my opinion, it was crap. It was terrible. It was like she was singing in hiccups. It, was, it just wasn't good at all. Gargling mouthwash. Exactly. And I feel like... Awful, look tight, get out. What? Awful looked high. Oh, he's just reading out. her. Oh yeah, yeah. But she was she was just trash. So I I take this to Shoppe because Shoppe has listened to most of her projects. I think out of all of us, I feel like I've got the clip. If you guys want to hear a little bit, of it. we'll link it in the bio so you guys yeah. can know which we'll, know what we're talking about. But Shoppe, do I think George Smith is overrated? Um, I don't really know where to start with this. I guess I'll start with the vocal thing. So I definitely do think. I will say this, regardless of quality of her music, she is definitely by no means the greatest of live vocalists. Not at all. I know that she has this pension when she's singing live to do this fake um, accent, this fake phrasing, which clearly she doesn't have, like, to try and, like, you know, bring, harken back to a Billie Holiday or an Amy Winehouse, and she'll kind of, like, elongate her vowels unnecessarily and kind of just do these sustained notes, which aren't necessarily, like, just sing the song, because you don't record them like that in the studio so why do you bring this different like i said gargling mouthwash energy when you're singing live it's just sing the song have your notes have you have your notes have your pitch so I, that's that on her live performances she needs to, to stop doing that because i don't think she can't sing she's just deliberately doing something stylistically which doesn't work and she needs to realize it doesn't work fast um as for her music i wouldn't say she's overrated I wouldn't say. Um, I will say this album of hers was very disappointing, very underwhelming, bar three tracks. I do think her best music was from 
before so she had an ep called project 11 which is a really solid project really great really great ep and she's had great songs with um maverick saber songs where did i go beautiful little fools um fine line i can go on she has a, a, a great list of great songs if you were there before the drake connection and even after drake connection she was dropping great songs i just think that this album came out and it just really wasn't hitting in the right places. And by this point, post-Drake, she was everywhere. And I must say, whoever does a PR, you're doing a fucking amazing job. Because I can't open a magazine or magazine without seeing her face anywhere. She made the Black Panther fucking album. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Who does that? Her team is killing it. So, I wouldn't say she's overrated because there are, there's masses of evidence of her having solid, great songs and great projects before this album. It's just unfortunate at the time where most eyes are on her, two one minute just finish your point it's just unfortunate that at the time where she has the most eyes on her and when people are really paying attention to her that she released a very mediocre and dire project Mm. and um as for the light skin colorism thing well that goes for all light skin singers all light skin rappers colorism is real racism is real and black is real it definitely does propel her to successes that we wouldn't see with a ray black or a nayo or a or whoever Estelle Estelle loads of other black women in the UK but I wouldn't say it's the only reason why she's successful cool we're running out of time apologise for this guys I'll be but quick does Nick just want to give his opinion of if she's overrated or not um don't really mess with George Smith like that not gonna lie um I mean her first project was cool um with the album no the the Project 11 Project 11 that's it this is how much I don't mess with her um, Something in the Way was cool oh that's another good song yeah um, I think she can sing shoot in the studio I feel like in person she needs to work on it like Shopee said I feel like she just she did get a boost you know from the Drake collab that opened her up to a huge audience um, is she overrated? I don't think she's actually as popular as people think. I think it's an echo chamber on social media. I don't really think chart wise no. or actually in like, I don't, I don't think she gravitates in that international market as yet as people think that she does. Um, in the UK definitely gets the hype, but I think internationally it's a dub right now. So yeah, Black Panther, good look for her, but the PR need to work on the international strategy coming up. She's acknowledged colorism on her Beats One interview, so she knows what's going on. And fundamentally, I think just a rework, a rework on distinct being distinctive in the UK market and in the contemporaries that have come before you as well. Um, and you, you'll be fine. I don't really mess with her. She can do what she needs to do. Um, but yeah, her, that's my girl. Cool. Guys, we really apologize. We had a lot of stuff to get through and thankfully we got through every single topic. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out. I just wanted to do this for myself just quickly because I've been working really hard on this. Big up yourself. Big up Eden. So yeah, it's been a year coming, but it's finally here. So Squad Studios has launched. So happy about it. So relieved. Obviously building this podcast itself and the app at the same time was a massive toll. 100%. But we're here now. We're live. Download us in the app store. It's Squat Studios. So S-Q-U-A-T Studios. S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Don't know how to play as two <laughs> Like what? And yeah, that's us for today, guys. Thank you Squat very much thing. for listening. 
Say that again. Support the thing. Support it, man. Can I say to comment, like, repost, all of that stuff on SoundCloud and on Twitter and on IG. Just get us out there, guys. We really appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening to us last week. Keep the same energy. Keep supporting us. Keep expanding our fan base. Cool. Love you guys. And all of you can find us on Dat's Pod or individually you can find us. I'll put it on the description. We're running out of time. Cool guys, thank you guys for listening. Feedback's appreciated. Still working on the show, but yeah, amazing. Enjoy your days. <laughs>